0: And it's another
1: shitty podcast. Cause it's another shitty podcast. And it's another shitty podcast. Cause it's another shitty podcast. Another
0: shitty shitty
1: podcast. podcast.
0: This week's episode is brought to you by. I'm not talking about Valentine's Day. I don't care. I don't care about it. And I don't like Valentine's Day, and I'm not talking about it. Dude, just do your ad. No. I don't. I don't like Valentine's Day. I don't care about it. Uh, I don't need to be reminded that I'm single, and so I'm not talking about Valentine's Day. It's just a corporate holiday, anyway. How does that feel? How does that feel to know that the corporations are just making you pay money? Hmm. Hmm. To prove something that you should have been proving all year
1: long, huh? How's that feel? I'm not talking about Valentine's Day. This week is also sponsored by Happy Valentine's Day. What a wonderful day to share your love, care, and desire for another human being. I mean, whether it's a traditional set of roses or chocolate, maybe a stuffed animal, or a nice fancy dinner, even a thoughtful card and a little smooch will go a long way for that special someone today. I'm not even dating anybody right now, but I am just so happy and filled with all the love from everyone in the world saying Happy Valentine's Day to each other. So from me to you, Happy Valentine's Day. What's up with your week? What's up with your week?
0: What's up with your week?
1: All right, Nick. (laughs) Uh, What's going on with your week, man? That was a, a nice little death metal intro.
0: Let me tell you exactly what's going on in my week, Kent. <laughs> this week, in Nick Race next week, I'm going to Texas. And I'm going to spread some lead all over Laredo. What the hell? Maybe. Does that shoot, mean, like,
1: shoot guns? Yeah,
0: maybe, uh, hopefully the goal is to shoot some piggies with my brother, my dad... <laughs> And my uncle Pat, who's not really my uncle, this He's is just, so weird. This said, whole part. Why? This whole start of the segment is well, just so goofy. I
1: why? Oh, the just everything, intro, everything.
2: Coming out into nature is one of the neatest things there is to do, but you also have to be careful. That's why I always try to pack a he- try to pack a gun. It's just a little bit. Pack some heat.
0: Also, uh, big big uh, shout out to my cousin Joe and his wife C J, who just had their first child. Thomas Allen was born uh, yesterday, Um, which would be, I don't know, whenever this premieres, a few days ago. Cool. Um, So major congratulations. It's the fifth Grace Child that's either crawling or waddling somewhere around (laughs) planet Earth, which is really exciting. And um, that's the biggest news in my world, Trent. Why don't you hit me with uh, what's
1: up in your week? Cool. Well, we got our boy Brandon Erickson will be visiting this weekend, um, which is exciting. Uh, I don't get to see him enough because he has since moved to Kentucky with Sarah. Uh, but that's great. He's going to be in for the weekend, so it will be a lot of fun. And then uh, Robert Mendoza just had his birthday, 30th birthday. Uh, so shout out to Robert. We'll be celebrating that this weekend as well. What else, man? Um, kind of a strange week, but we'll keep this lighthearted. Yeah, man, Valentine's Day. I'm working today. It's funny our boss scheduled Fuck Valentine's Day. <laughs> our our boss scheduled the two people that are single to work the bar, so that's kind of funny. But some guys are doing uh, some live music. Some of the guys at the brewery are doing live music tonight, and they're doing um, like fun love songs and goofy songs. And uh, Is it like- spoiler, they're doing the. Uh, Little Sebastian song from Parks and Rec. What? Yeah.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the world famous Lil Sebastian. What? Yes! No. Oh, Sebastian. oh my God! <laughs> oh I my God! I never thought I'd get to I meet
1: him. really him. <laughs> well done, Leslie.
0: Well done.
1: <laughs> and then they're gonna do like a, I think like a like love advice panel as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they got up their sleeves, but it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. So yeah, man. And then I have the next two days off to spend with Brandon and other buddies. So. uh I'm thrilled. I, it's hard to get like working the bar gig or whatever. It's hard to get because I'm full time, so I have to work five days. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get two days off in a row to have like an actual weekend. That was that feels good. It big feels like struggle a rest in my
0: life for too long. Yeah,
1: and as you know,
0: actually, I've never really announced this to the pod that I like took a big step back in my personal job. It mm-hmm. It is true. It's and that's a fun little experiment. How's that been? It's been it's been cool, stress wise. I've I'm finally not so stressed anymore cool. which is great money wise it's a lot more of a tighter it's a, yeah it's a lot tighter lean yeah I'm not I'm actively trying to avoid spending money because you just never It's difficult you, yeah well, right and especially in this town but you just kind of never know when that next um, freelance gig is coming up so I do have like I work two and a half days at my restaurant gig now
1: yeah
0: um so I have some solid amount of money but the rest is all hustle and it's been. Right, because I've been writing a lot. It's ballsy,
1: man, it's but really I like fun. it. I think we all need a little bit of that. Um, yeah.
0: But I was driving myself nuts working a full time, working full time. And <coughs> it is,
1: it is difficult. So, I mean, there are a lot of benefits from my gig, and I, I think it's the best like traditional job that I've had. Um, they treat me really well. Um, health insurance, the whole nine yards. Made a ton of money this past year, which is great. With that said, I do have less time. You know, for stuff like this, for mm-hmm. filming and uh, the more creative stuff. So I just got to be more diligent with my free time, and maybe at some point wean off of you know the day gig. But yeah. um,
0: and um, if you need someone to blame, you can always blame Amir says nothing.
1: Boom. That's who I blame. And uh, that's what's that's what's going on this week, man. Coop. And we're live here uh, in Los Angeles, California, beautiful city of Los Angeles. We're going to send it out in the field with our weather correspondent, Nick Grace. How's it out there, Nick? All right, guys, we got to come clean on this thing. The whole reason
0: we started a weather segment is because the weather in L.A. is always the same, but it hasn't been. So the joke is starting to fall flat because we actually have had weather like every single fucking Thursday. That we record this fucking pod, there's been rain, there's been wind, it's been cold. We thought it would just be sunny and 75 degrees outside, but it's like half of the episodes we've actually had weather and we did not expect this to happen. So uh, we we're kind of lost. We don't know what to do anymore. And that's the weather. It's raining right now. In case you didn't know, it's raining again in Los Angeles. What the fuck is going on?
1: And thank you, Nick, for the weather report.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited because this week on the podcast, we got my buddy, John Engel. He's the COO of Apparel. it's a new app out there for, um, for any men who are looking to look good and rent some swag. John, what's up, man?
2: Hello. Hello. How you doing, guys? What's up, buddy? Dude, thanks
1: for doing the, uh, thanks for doing the old pod here.
2: It's my my pleasure. Yeah, my pleasure. on the uh, the day of Valentine's. Yeah, my first my first podcast, my first solo podcast. Oh, oh, you've done a group
0: podcast. Yeah, we before? got
2: interviewed. Our me and my co founder got interviewed for a thing a while back, but uh, yeah, it was probably really for, right going solo this time.
0: It was a dumb podcast, I'm sure. Yeah, it was, El, Tech Week LA. Or it definitely like was. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it definitely really was big, a like podcast. to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Just some major podcast. Yeah.
1: This, you know, has, like, really helped our, like, you know, viewership and really got us a lot of business. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: well, hell yeah. Welcome to the show, dude. Thanks for braving the
1: rain. Dude, Happy it is uh, it is like a bizarro land right now in Los Angeles. It's been raining nonstop. But hey, you know, we need it. Mother Earth needs it. Um, fun fun topic to talk about is the rain. We're like old people that don't have anything to talk no, about. I, I,
2: I'll chime in with something here. That's good. I'm going to get you guys some sponsorship. We, uh... Our new office was having a little leak in the ceiling and we use, uh, you guys know that uh, infomercial product Flex Seal. The easy way to coat, seal, and stop leaks fast. Yep. Where they take like the boat and they put like uh, a- They paint the boat. They paint the boat on the bottom. It has like a screen door at the bottom. So it would sink, but they paint it with Flex Seal and then it works. But uh, locate key we use Flex Seal on the leak, donezo. So Flex Seal sponsor another shitty podcast <laughs> <I> wish, <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> <laughs> i wish it was still like billy mays too that was doing those yeah, like commercials yeah, yeah. we yeah, could yeah. just hit him up yeah have him hey, do have, commercials for us
1: i don't think i'll ever need to use that product but man i got excited about that product yeah i'm
2: sure it's um it's like a rubbery kind of chemical compound it's probably not the the best thing for the planet but it works when when you need it there you go <laughs> yeah. it seals that hole up yeah for sure Uh, All right,
0: dude. So why don't we just like get into your app right now? It's your co-founder, it's been around for about three years ish, right? The
2: the seed of the idea started about three years ago. Uh, You know, there are a lot of people in the women's space kind of tackling this problem of uh, if you don't know, fashion is like a a really big polluter, and there's a lot of consumption and waste that happens from it. But there are companies in the women's space, Rent the Runway, most notably have these platforms for ladies to rent dresses rather than go out and and just buy something that you'll only use maybe once or twice or will live in the back of your closet. But no one was doing it for the guys, and we saw an opportunity, and we ran with it. Uh, But yeah, the the seed of the idea started about three years ago, started building it out about two years ago, Um, met some developers, kind of worked the idea out, and we've been in the app store for about uh, eight months now.
1: Yeah. So is all um, or most of your business off of the app? Do you have a a store or like an online store? Is it primarily
2: the app? Um, Yeah. So we're actually hyper local as we're still kind of working out our shipping logistics. So that being said, there is a good chunk of our uh, business happens in person. Uh, Our office kind of doubles as a quote unquote showroom or we will facilitate. We always say as we're building out our inventory, if there's something on the app that you don't see, hit us up directly. And we have our, our resources and we'll go out and pull. We have a, a bunch of stylist friends or relationships with brands. And they'll give us kind of an idea of what they're looking to wear or a look that they're trying to execute. And then we'll kind of go source that stuff for them and bring it for a look. But um, the in-app experience uh, is allows you to scroll through. If you see something you like, you click borrow. Um, we bring it to you. It's very kind of white glove service at this at this time, while we're figuring out a lot of our ins and outs, um, and then we pick it up after just week long transactions. Right now, we'll start to kind of uh, segment that into shorter transaction periods. Or when our uh, inventory gets big enough, we'd love we're going to grow into a subscription model as well.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is, it, is it per
2: garment, or is there uh, a membership? Um, right now, everything is one-off. Uh, you know, you, if you're renting a suit or, like, a, a full look, you're probably looking at 125 to 150 bucks for a week uh, for the event, which is on par a little bit less than the H&Ms and the Zaras of the world as well as uh, Black Tux is a suit rental company, you know, mm-hmm. on par with that kind of pricing. Cool. But, yeah.
0: So you have your own inventory, but the way that the whole thing's set up is, like, Regular people like me, I can put my own stuff up there too to, to
2: rent out, right? Sure. Yeah. The We're, yes, yes and no. And initially we started out with a more peer-to-peer model like you're explaining. Um, we definitely see it that still be existing in the business. But um, kind of right now what we're seeing is that's a little bit more of a fragmented inventory build. And for us and for our margins and for our business, it makes sense to hold everything in-house and control the process and and um, it just allows for a better user experience when we have when we have our stuff. I'm gonna say yeah.
1: like the peer to peer. I think is a pretty cool idea on paper, but I also think that you could have a, uh, an issue with quality. That's sure, true. right? You know, because mm-hmm. um, if you're people not- advertising X Y and Z, sure. mm-hmm. you get someone suit like I get Nick's suit or whatever, and it's like yo, this has got like a. Ketchup. It's on not the it right or size thing. or yeah. right. Sure.
0: And yeah. Then, and then I know one thing that we because you showed me the app when it was still developed. What what is that when it's testing? Yeah. There's um, a,
2: Apple gives you a, a test environment, test test ecosystem called Test Flight, and as you're developing, you can kind of invite people to test it on that yeah. pre App Store.
0: And so one of the one of the things that I'm assuming you run into that was difficult with the peer to peer was insurance on, like In, insuring your clothes so that you, when you rent it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe Schmo doesn't destroy it.
2: Sure, sure. Yeah, that's that's a pretty common um, question or or sentiment. Is like how you know, how do you protect it? How do you do it? Our kind of initial uh, answer to that is that we keep cards on file. It's uh, kind of the old you know you break it you buy it kind yeah. of scenario. We take a small insurance on five dollar insurance on every transaction that covers buttons popping, you know, zippers breaking, things that can be repaired. But yeah, if it's uh damage beyond repair, uh, you know, you're kind of on the hook for quote unquote retail amount. You know, we can kind of probably or or a like a make it right number. You know, we are we'll arbitrate that with <clears throat> with the renter. But honestly we don't run into that too much. That's that sentiment is where a lot of people's minds jump. That's what a lot of people thought with Airbnb, you know, on the onset, it's like, oh I'm gonna have people just stand in my house stand in my house but the percentage I forget the actual statistic but Airbnb's uh, like percentage of issue on transaction is like a fraction of one percent of every uh, cool. time so it's like that is a thing but like we kind of want to direct people thinking to more of like the opportunity that can be had here we can't prevent you know all wrongdoing we can do our best to make it right but for the most part it's not gonna be an issue.
0: Do you guys have some sort of like, um, client rating system sort of thing, so you can keep track of like, who's who's consistently keeping good care of what they're renting, and who's just not? Yeah,
2: there are, I mean, on our back end, we kind of track that stuff from transactions, and we can see who our good users and our, our best users are, but that's one of the next product features that we'll implement is, is uh, like a review a review system which is standard on any kind of uh,
0: pretty much any app.
2: Yeah, any app and any also with any sort of like peer-to-peer interaction is like a review system. Keep everyone honest. Yeah. It Polices itself that way.
1: Yeah. Do you um do you have a background? Like how did you get started even not even with the just the app, but like what got you into this whole world, I guess? Oh that's Is that's, that a long story? No, not not <laughs> long, but
2: I get asked this a lot and my co-founder and I, you know, we say admittedly we have no tech, business, or fashion backgrounds other than being, you know, casually interested in fashion. We like looking good. Um, but we were just kind of at a point, he hit some, you know, he had some stresses of being an actor and needing to look fly and not really having the resources. Yeah. Uh, you know, someone presented this idea of, of women uh, renting dresses. We kind of saw an opportunity, but it was just also like a time in my life where, I've been dicking around for a while in the service industry and needed to get serious about something so we kind of committed to moving forward on this and you know the the ignorance or the naivety of the young entrepreneur but like we just have kind of given ourselves the street mba and here we are three years later we've gone through a couple of tech accelerators and um have learned a ton about all aspects of the business and uh you know we're still very new in the scheme of things but you know, we're we're committed to to seeing it through.
0: One of the things that I think is like is okay. crazy for doing for doing anything that's kind of like um, that's that's a that's ta- anything that you when you're taking a chance on yourself, being naive is so much of a tool that people don't realize. Because if you if you actually have your wits about you and you're realistic with yourself, you'll probably never do that. Yeah, you would
2: never do it. You think like about you would have never
0: come to LA in the first place. Exactly. I'm sure.
2: Exactly. I mean.
0: You have to be a little bit kind of aloof to be like, I can do this.
2: Sure, exactly. And then
0: you'll slowly find yourself in this world where you're like, I actually am doing this. Yeah.
1: Well, my my two cents on that is, yeah, there's some there's some of that um, jumping into the unknown, like taking that the dive in the deep end, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But I also think, I remember when I first was moving out here, so June will be seven years, graduate school, and then moved out here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> My thing is, I remember being from the Midwest and from Missouri, and you know that part of the country. I and mean, maybe this is the same for a lot of just a lot of part of the country, but I feel like in the Midwest, like most people, they build their family there, and then their family stays there, and so on and so on. Um, but I remember when I was leaving, the the word that I kept hearing from people is like, "Dude, you're so crazy. You're so crazy." And I, at, the, at the beginning, I, you know, I was kind of believing that, like, oh, man, you know. I guess I am. Th- this is, like, an unusual thing. But then what I realized is, like, I kind of flipped the script on myself and on the way I was talking about the move and being out here and now being out here for almost a decade is that I feel that, um, like, I'm more sane than anything. Because the crazy thing would have been is if I had these desires... <laughs> to do comedy or perform or act or do something outside of that box that you're put in, right? If 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 I were to to stick with that, I think that's crazy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Does that mm-hmm. does that make sense? No, I like, like I think your the impulses. same thing is to like we got we have one shot on this planet, like why not? Sure. Uh make the most out of it. Yeah. But I get what you're all are saying is like it's mm-hmm. like especially with a new venture or like a new business opportunity yeah. like it is like it's it's scary because mm-hmm. um there there are so many unknown parts to it. But sure. I think it's
2: Yeah, it's yeah, like fuck it. Go it's for like it. climbing <laughs> a mountain or like like you said, the naivety like even looking back now after just three years into it, I mean, realistically it, it could be a ten, fifteen year rest of my life commitment. <clears throat> but even looking to what we built up to now or like for example you're gonna climb a mountain and you just look up at the peak and it's like all right, that's what I'm going to do, you might not never ever even take the chance because it seems so unrealistic mm-hmm. when it's like, there are so many, you know, proverbs and different things. It's, you know, it's just taking one step at a time. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, that top of the mountain might not even be where you end up, uh-huh. but you're in a much different place than you would have been. Uh, you know, you might find a different venture or something else that you go down. You might take a ride at a fork in the road that leads you to something that's even way better. I think but it's kind it's of a lot. even that journey that allows you to like yeah. get on that growth, on that pattern. Like being open to that. Right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I, think it, I think it's kind of a lot like you're looking at a mountain, mm-hmm. but it's covered in clouds. There you go. So like you know there's a mountain there, and you have convinced yourself that you can get to the top of that mountain, but you really have no idea how high that mountain is going to be. Yeah, yeah.
2: So you've started. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. You, you guys should... I'll introduce you to my co-founder, Nick. He has a myriad of, of uh, like nature analogies to the yes. business building process yes. and he will just fire them. And they're all, they're all super relevant in their own right, but I always give him a lot of shit because he's always just like, ah, it's like starting fire, you know, it's like most, you know, all the work starts at, you know, the most effort is at the beginning of starting a fire. So you're starting a company and, you know, once the flames go in, you can just kind of tend and the fire but like there's so much that goes on at the beginning that's just one example of, of many things he says it's like a it's like a babbling brook that's pretty neat. exactly yeah <laughs> exactly that's nick that's yeah. nick. other nick not the nick. other nick yeah, yeah yeah
1: not to be confused with, yeah. with me that's dope man i mean i think it's uh i think it's cool i gotta check out this uh i gotta check this out because for instance like am i allowed uh, if i were to like rent something from the spot um apparel right yes Um, can it's, i take it, it? I have it for a week.
2: So if I have a wedding out of town or something. Sure. Yeah, okay. we do that a lot. Um, I mean, again, our insurance is that, you know, we have your card on file. Um, but yeah, you can, you have it, you have it for a week, and then we'll come pick it up at the end. Obviously, you try it on, everything fits and looks good, and everything is as advertised. Otherwise, the transaction doesn't uh, move forward. But yeah. That's my
1: biggest frustration. Like, I was in a wedding last fall. And don't get me wrong, I had a blast, a really good friend uh, from colleges and it was in, it was in uh, Tennessee in Nashville. Uh, but man, I ended up spending way too much money, you know,
2: for the suit and, and shirt and stuff. And I was like, man, I you should... bought one, you bought a suit. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean that these are all things we hear consistently, but that, that's the service we provide too. Yeah. It's...
1: Yeah. Cause like in my line of work, like I work at a brewery, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, how often am I? <laughs> like, even when we dress up, it's like, maybe I'll tuck my shirt in. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, Dressed uh, yeah. up, tuck
2: in your shirt. It
0: seems like renting. Seems like is kind of the way to go. Just from the kind of like the standpoint of we're we're getting to be like this age. I think when you get to mid twenties, to well, from then on, mid twenties, people's bodies start to change shapes. You know, uh-huh. kind, of, fit into those kind of kind of like drastically. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like when you're when you're when you're buying a couple hundred dollar suit, yeah. There's a there's a chance that things not going to fit in a year. Yeah, sure,
2: sure, and yeah, a lot of people just don't have the enough knowledge of like or experience, you know, going to tailors, getting things resized, things like that. It's also just besides the business opportunity, there are a lot of a lot of trends that are just kind of pointing this way. The millennial, you guys are a few years younger than me, but the millennials and the Gen Zs, you know, the ideas of ownership are are really changing. People want the experience, you know. Netflix, people don't have DVD collections, Gen Z, people would rather have a $10,000 Uber credit than their own car, you know, stuff like that. Um, you hear a lot of these kind thing? Of, yeah, you hear a lot of these kind of like anecdotal stuff and then, uh, you know, closes just an extension of that. So you, you see these kind of behaviors happening from the younger generation mm-hmm. and we just kind of want to place ourselves right there so that, you know, in a year or two, people, they, you know, it'll hit that tipping point we'll just be right there for
1: him. Damn. I didn't know that about the Uber thing.
2: That sounds actually
0: fantastic. <laughs> um, do you guys give the option to buy? Can you rent to buy?
2: Um, technically yes. We don't advertise it, but it's we kind of stray away from that. There's so much of educating the consumer about the rental process cuz guys don't know it's an option, right? Mm-hmm. Like the idea that you could just rent clothes where suits, you know, people get renting suits, but any sort of clothes, any fits, any, you know, piece so at first we were very adamant about not allowing people to buy because how do you differentiate yourself from any resale market at that point but we kind of realized quickly that if people are coming to you and this is their first touch point with you and uh you know they kind of associate you with cool clothes or, or fly pieces even if they end up buying it they'll still come back mm. they'll come back because you create that relationship you create that touch point you create a good experience with them um and they'll you know they'll figure it out, or they'll try the renting when they want to. Um, that being said, if we do sell it, it's usually at a premium, probably what you don't want to pay for it. You know, it's it's high, you know, we mark it up high because we're trying to incentivize the the rental process. Um, but we will if if the lender has, you know, allowed us or if we own it, you know, we'll, we'll sell it. Yeah,
0: and that kind of brings up one of the things about how, like, Men don't really know that this kind of option is available. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier about how it's not even really been mainstream until recently mm-hmm. that that men are allowed to kind of give a shit about what they look like.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We were talking about like queer eye for the straight guy. It was that was only ten years ago when that thing mm-hmm. started, and it was at that point in time, especially in places like Middle America where we're all from. Mm-hmm. If you if you were a man and you wanted to, and you cared about what you looked like there's, everyone just was like, oh, well, you're gay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, It's that thinking is just looking back and it's only 10 years ago. Like you said, it's just kind of absurd. It's just absurd to think that like you look at everyone who's in the public spotlight, every pop star, and they're all pushing the envelope in Mm -hmm. style and with brands and, and, uh, you know, high fashion and, you know, the most androgynous dudes are the most desired dudes by a lot of girls in a lot of ways. And, you know, it might not be your jam, some of this like goth or, you know, really out there stuff. But like, I think it's super awesome to even look at it and like that guy's doing him and that's mm-hmm. fucking dope and he's super creative and yeah. how he put that together or like that designer, the way they like created that cut that draws your eye, you know, up or the colorways that they're using. You know, I think there's a ton of creativity that even if it's not your skis, you can look at it and appreciate it. Um, but yeah, that's my, my two cents on that.
1: Oh yeah. Dude, um, fun little fact we we were talking about before. Iowa, born and raised. Yeah, uh, born in Fort
2: Dodge, grew up in Des Moines, West Des Moines. How long? How long you been out here? Did you move around a lot, or do you go to Iowa and then here? Uh, I had a short stint in Chicago before I was here, but I have been here now, not to date myself, twelve years. Oh, nice. Almost, nearly to the date. I moved in February of 07. Oh, snap! Because I uh, I can date my time out here by the iPhone release, <laughs> yeah, the, the OG iPhone release, and my first job out here was at Deal or No Deal as a PA. Oh my god. Yeah, so there are a few, a few things dating myself, this I've been out here for 12 years.
0: This is something I don't know, I
2: don't even know what brought you here in the first place. There was a, I went to school to be a musician, I played the saxophone. What? And yeah, I know, right?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Duke. it is uh deep cuts here another shitty podcast yeah, but not know
2: that i you know i i moved back to iowa briefly i had a, a relationship that fell apart and i had a sister living out here i was definitely not the small you know the iowa type so it was just kind of a logical transition i never really pursued the music as much as i should have have worked every service industry job in the in the book Did you
0: actually really want to pursue music or was it... In a way,
2: yeah. Like, it was something I really enjoyed and liked. But um, when you're in music school or you have, like, this kind of built-in community that you grew up with, you kind of take advantage. Like, I had a lot of opportunities to play and do stuff back in Iowa and in Chicago. Yeah. And then I got out here. And then, you know, there's a lot of kind of legwork you got to do to ingratiate yourself in that community. And I never really took the, the right steps to to do that so that I could be playing regularly or or keeping it up. And I was young, I was getting distracted, you know, I was doing a lot of stuff. So, um, you know, I don't have any bad feelings. People always say, you know, you're going to keep playing, you're going to pull the horn back out, and I might at some point, but I'm I'm very much deeply entrenched in this business right now. I'm not really worried too much about the music thing. Still enjoy it a lot, but it is what it is. What do you like about L.A.? What do I like about L.A.? I mean everything it's a major metropolitan city obviously with the company right now it's like a great place for the company to be built it provides a lot of challenges and like style opportunities that way with brands but it's just I don't I mean the weather I mean everything about it I I, I like everything same here (laughs) I think it's like I love that it's just
1: in comparison to where I grew up it just feels like it's alive
0: is alive. Yeah, in
1: the city itself and yeah. it's like there's a pulse and it's breathing and there's sure. things going on and yeah. Um, Anything you <laughs> want to do
2: like you can you can do here. It's a lot of opportunity. Um but yeah, it's, you know, any show you want to see, any food you want to eat, any it's it's all here, you know. And and I think you're, that's our ad for Los Angeles. They, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I
0: think your I think your uh your business itself probably fits better here than it would in any other city. I don't it, at least style wise it matches yeah. the West Coast more than it does New York. Yeah,
2: it's an interesting place to start. Although we do that being said, we see it growing kind of like the growth of the company will happen very like city centric. Yeah. We'll incorporate shipping so it can happen wherever it needs to, but like the hubs will be in, in major cities. Los Angeles, most likely New York next, and you kind know, she can do it. Yeah, but I-M-E. that being said, there will be these closets that kind of take on the identity of the city a little bit here. If you're yeah. building a New York closet, it will very much have, like, a New York vibe as people travel in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, or even, like, I mean, we would love to get over to Tokyo, London, Berlin, you know, go international. Because those those cities have crazy, crazy fashion scenes that are yeah. just awesome. Um, yeah.
0: Did uh, Did spring Spring... Mm-hmm. What is it called? Um, fashion Week? Did that happen already? The The men's
2: happened for LA? already. Uh, yeah, I mean, LA as as good as it is for fashion, still in the high fashion world, has a little bit of a a, a reputation as like a you know a little bit of the redheaded stepchild. People don't really look at it seriously for high fashion the way they do Paris, Milan, London, New York are the four big ones. Why is that? It's just legacy thinking. Oh. Um, I mean, stuff can be created everywhere, but it's just like all the big fashion houses or like if you're a really big name in the fashion world, you're going to be walking in one of those cities. It doesn't just have the press. But that being said, L.A. and the scene here drives a lot of trends. But in terms of Fashion Week specifically, L.A. is not really a big player yet. It's working on it. Is a lot
0: more. Is it a lot more like kind of underground? There's a lot of that. Um, like alternative fashion?
2: Yeah. There, yeah, there's a lot of that. I don't know. I just think it, it has a lot to overcome because people always kind of looked at it. Pe- it just has this reputation in the high fashion community as not, uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly Do you why. see
0: it changing, though? Because with, with, we were talking about how like Gen Z and the younger kids are starting to drive everything. Do you see that evolving? And well, I mean... Like, from like the kids from L.A., they're, they're the most fashion-forward people I've ever met. Sure. They're not going to go to fucking um, sure. I to mean, Milan and, and London and New well, York City even. They'll just stay they, – they'll drive fashion here.
2: Yeah, I mean they will and they don't. And that being said, all of this, take this all with a grain of salt because the high fashion scene very much looks to L.A. for its style. Like if you see – if you walk up and down Fairfax or La Brea or Melrose on a Sunday, that's where you're going to first see a lot of these styles – and stuff um that are going to end up in the big fashion houses i mean it's pretty obvious now that these fashion houses are tapping these street designers for their collections a lot of that comes through kanye say what you will about him his influence is unreal Mm -hmm. yeah um but like a lot of that donda crew that he put on is now getting tapped by people in milan tokyo you know Balenciaga's uh creative directors this guy uh Demna is his name. And he, uh, you know, all this Balenciaga stuff is coming out of the L.A. street scene. Some of it's like Eastern European. Virgil is doing the Louis stuff now. It's like it's it drives a lot of the trends, but still doesn't get a lot of respect. So, you know, whatever that means. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> it's like a crash course in fashion. I know. Yeah. I was about to it's say Because fashion's it. always been something that I, I appreciated but i never knew anything about yeah i was telling you that i've got a bunch of friends that are fashion designers mm-hmm. as well around the city and
2: like around the well the world mm-hmm.
0: um, it's cool i don't think i
2: it's it's an it's, art form in and of itself you know so people well, and it, and it's super it's super it's it's more accessible for the every man to like uh, you know look at fashion as art than it is to like go into like a gallery and mm-hmm. you know try to think, you know, figure out modern art or something like that, which also plays a big part in fashion right now, too. But yeah, it's it's just something that you can kind of, I don't know, latch on to if you're just like any dude. What are some trends that you see right now? Well, we were talking about it, it moves quick now. So I might... Quick as in a month? Quick as in like a season? <laughs> Tough to say because, uh, <laughs> yeah, even within a season, but like Nick and I were talking about the kind of norm core trend or the art dad trend, whatever you want to call it. Everyone looks at Shia LaBeouf. Hollywood superstar Shia LaBeouf. That's like this uh, style guy. icon, <laughs> which is kind of crazy, but um I say, I
1: say it's like everyone looks like they're in Seinfeld. Yeah,
2: exactly. There you go. Like 90s. The dad sneakers, the oversized denim, the well, 90s We were just denim, talking yeah. about
1: Kanye West and all those.
2: Those sneakers look like dad sneakers yeah. to me. And so the trend almost isn't like following trend, like... Trends come and go. It's more so like the intention with which it's done, like an oversized thing. You can buy something and it might be oversized on you thinking that like, oh, I'm trying to follow this trend or whatever. But it's like the guy who started that is wearing the oversized. that's like 50 percent too big for him. So it's like you got to re- Everything is kind of like done with intention or like this over layering is a big thing. in the Balenciaga stuff, the chunky sneakers, the dad sneakers. There it It is. is. Yeah, there he is. I had to see for myself.
0: One of the things that I've always kind of appreciated about the fashion industry, and maybe uh, you know, like when I think of my fashion icons, I honestly I look to actors a lot of the time, and I look to a lot of like the older kind of people, like Steve McQueen, yeah, classic kind of traditionally, Paul Newman stuff, like cool people. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I got my fashion sense. Is like what looks cool. Mm -hmm. How much of in your opinion is What's driving What's driving fashion trends is just the confidence of the people wearing whatever it
2: is. 100%. 100%. What you're saying is, is completely right, uh, completely correct. But, you know, those guys, I Like, I
0: could wear a skirt. Like, sure. That's one thing we're talking exactly. about. Is men are
2: wearing skirts now. Lil Uzi, all these rappers are just doing crazy stuff. Yeah. But it takes someone to do that for, like, everyone else to kind of, you know, move forward, to push any of it forward. But the... With the classic dudes, like, all that stuff's going to play the Levi's denim or, like, certain sunglass frames or certain shoe silhouettes suited stuff, but it, it's, you know, kind of heritage stuff. It's a little bit conservative, but that stuff's always going to exist, so if, like, you really want to drive it, drive style forward, it's, like, you got to take some risks and right. be, like, incredibly confident, for sure. Um but that that's kind of the identity of a lot of these right. guys is, like, how far can you push it?
0: Well, I think that kind of um, along the lines of, like, the Shia LaBeouf thing. Actual cannibal Shia In Norm core And I think that maybe... <laughs> like, I honestly do think it looks cool when Shia wears it, but I think it's because he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He's just wearing whatever he wants, and, and by not caring... I mean, he he probably does strategy... There's probably a yeah, strategy I think to that,
2: it I think that in you the can, public eye, but... You can tell when there's a... a Thought and intention behind it Like the way you tuck a shirt Or the way like you tuck your pants into your boot I do think he was doing it For a while before everyone kind of Got all up on him About it and all about it Um, But yeah it's like if You know If my dad goes out and is wearing like you're saying Like the Seinfeld look And he's just doing it because he's oblivious But if like You know A 20 year old girl who's like Looks, you know, a hot girl goes out wearing the same outfit my dad does. It's like the f- the fucking freshest thing ever, you yeah. know. Yeah. So you know, it's all context, yeah. So, yeah. Totally. But but the intention that goes about, you know, it's like the, it's clearly thought out. There's clearly a lot of thought and intention so behind it. Yeah, me. it's
1: so funny to me. Yeah.
2: yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think it's I think it's
0: cool how like um we were talking about hip hop driving fashion a little bit but sports is too. Sure. Like the NBA especially I think.
2: Yeah, those guys are are big time style drivers.
0: One of the we're, things that like remember remember back when um I think David Stern it was David Stern when he put in that dress code oh, yeah. for the guys before the cuz they were they were like showing up <laughs> wearing I do sweatpants yeah, 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 and like yeah, yeah, big, yeah. big, big shirts and shirts and yeah. stuff and he was like no there's we're going to we're going to clean this up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Make them wear suits. Honestly, stuff. because there's a bunch of white kids in the middle of America <laughs> that are going to tune out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and So they changed it. And that was one of the... It, at the time, it was kind of like, how can you do that to to these guys? But the guys, they they flipped it on its end. And they were like, all right, well, if you're going to put these rules around us, we're going to go gonna so hard, hard in this other direction. Yeah. And, they, and now it's like um, these pregame walk-ins. They're like, <laughs> yeah, they're like sure. runway shows. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. It's so cool. I mean that's rule but 101 is that limitation breeds creativity. If you have all of 100%. the all of the resources in the world, if someone says you're you can spoiled, do whatever yeah, you want, yeah, you're yeah. probably
0: going to sit there and be like I have too many options. Yeah, yeah. But if someone puts like this chef, box around like, here, like a here, chef
2: that two chefs are given three ingredients, you know, the better chefs going to make something that's like transcendent, like mm-hmm. masterpiece and it's, you know, because they're limited to what it's, you know, their technique and how they know how to do stuff and put things together. Yeah, Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: Who's, uh, who do you look to personally? Um, not not like brand-wise, but like personally as your kind of style style icons. Like who do you shape your perception mm. of like what is what is cool to wear?
2: It's funny because I've, in the growing of the company in the last three years basically, I've kind of had a, a crash course in this fashion and my style has even like evolved in the three years, quite a bit that I've been doing this. So it's like, I'm a little bit uh, erratic, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm kind of switching it up a lot, which ideally, I, you shouldn't be doing a ton, you know, you should have a little bit more identity, but I'm experimenting with a lot of stuff, a lot of designers. Um, it's, it's a lot of the hip, you know, it's, I, I'm trying to think of exact people, but it's, you know, this is a little bit of a trite answer, but it's the people around you. Like I find myself in that uh, just anywhere, you know, the coffee shops in the morning, mm-hmm. Erewhon, the grocery store on Beverly's, mm-hmm. like the flyest people in the world. <laughs> and you just see like the way this guy cuffed his pants or like the way he tied his shoes. And you're like, all right, I'm going to do that. Or you even like to completely gratuitously like bite someone. They're wearing like a shirt you like. So like you kind of like clock what it is. Mm-hmm. Quick, do a Google search. Apple Pay, done. It's on the way. And then you own it. <laughs> you yeah. Know? It's, you know, you can put fits together anyway. Obviously, magazines, ASAP Rocky is like awesome with like the high fashion stuff. All of Kanye's stuff. Oh. Oh. I'm going to be that guy. I don't care. I love Kanye. <laughs> so
1: you're, I mean, you're talking to two dudes yeah. that, that, that love him as well. I yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, it's a weird time that like someone who we grew up with, mm-hmm. they're like, influenced so much of uh, not only rap and hip-hop, but mm-hmm. um, music and pop culture mm-hmm. and uh, overall American culture in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird that he's mm-hmm. at the spot that he's at. Yeah. Um, and
2: style-wise, he's actually even dialed it back quite a bit, but he is—he has educated a generation about all mm-hmm. this stuff. Several generations about all this stuff.
0: He's been kind of... A, from the standpoint of not really knowing what he was getting into as well when he started fashion. It's kind of like a boom for people to are like, I've, I've got this thing that I want to do. I know I don't have a history in doing this, but I think this is a cool idea.
2: Yeah, that Kanye confidence is like...
1: Well, that's like the, when he said... Um, I can't remember who told the story. I don't think... Was it Jay-Z or... Basically, he came in. I don't know if it was a meeting with Rockefeller or something. I can't remember. I'm butchering the story. Basically, he came in the meeting and was just like yelling and shouting about <laughs> how he was Chicago's savior and blah 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 <laughs> and then stood on a table and just started rapping and everyone was like besides himself but also everyone was like this guy's gonna be like the guy
0: right well you're never gonna and forget he wasn't, that meeting well, and at the
1: time he was he was producing like he was known for yeah. his beats and stuff mm. and so um yeah like you said that, con- that Kanye confidence yeah really- it's
2: I saw an interview with Q-Tip, and it's like, people get mad at Con- Kanye because you feel bad about yourself because you can't be that confident about yourself. It's like, that's why people are yeah. mad at Kanye. <laughs> yeah. Because it makes you feel bad that you don't have that same confidence in yourself or something like that. Fuck, dude. That's not verbatim, but,
0: you know, point made. Yeah. Can we compare that to some sort of nature
2: analogy? I'm sure.
0: Probably. If only Nick was here. Yeah, I know. It's no. like a volcano.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little... I mean, you see like young gym rats get that same kind of confidence when like they're five foot 10 skinny kids who just went through puberty and they've been playing basketball in the gym and they feel like they can take on any kid in the world. Some might develop to be like awesome, but like having that chip on your shoulder, you see that in like a lot of, a lot of young kids playing basketball, I, I feel mm-hmm. like, or, or any sport, but that's my experience is basketball. I had that for about four years of my life on the basketball court, but not, you know. <laughs> not with uh yeah anyway
0: i don't i don't know i disagree with that you must have it you must have that same well, I'm thing real,
2: going i'm realistic oh you're saying like I'm, the, well
0: yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not talking ball because yeah. i know your <laughs> knees are a little bit
2: messed <laughs> yeah. up right now but yeah like,
0: and you have to be a little you have to be unrealistic if you're gonna go for something
2: sure you do yeah i mean it's just all all within the you know the context of reality though i'm trying to be a, a realist right. and try you know right If you want to create business relationships, you can't always, like you're saying, hop up on the table and be like, I'm the fucking savior of this, this industry or whatever. That's going to, going to put a lot of people off. Yeah. You have to play the game. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. So we got a, we've got a a mutual buddy, other John that we we also met playing. I don't even think we mentioned that we met playing basketball. Yeah. Like um, so many of our friends. Mm-hmm. Who we, we meet out here. We've got a mutual buddy, John Gidry, who's also in fashion. How mm-hmm. much do you guys, do you bounce ideas off of each other?
2: He he has a lot more history in fashion than I do. And I he is a, a good resource for me, for sure. He's a good sounding board. Or if I have a thought, or a, an industry question, for sure, or like a business side question about how it works. Because our, hmm, how do I say this? Our model... It doesn't undermine traditional retail, but it definitely isn't completely in line. Right. So you kind of got to meet people where they're at. If you are trying to create a relationship with the brand and I'm trying to sell them on getting some clothes for a platform so they can be rented, that's, you know, they aren't, that doesn't jive with what they're trying to do. They're trying to make large wholesale orders. And, you know, so you got to kind of, you know, find a way that it makes sense for them to do that. And there's, uh, in, a, in, a, in a
1: retail shop, like there's seasons, so they're trying to yeah. they're trying to sell you not exactly. one outfit, they're yeah. trying to sell you several throughout the year.
2: Exactly. There are there are these traditional kind of practices in place in the fashion industry, and ours is a new behavior. So you know, I got to kind of meet people at that level and then see where we can fit in. And it's not going to be for everyone either. But like John is a, a great resource and sounding board, and just a lead generator because he's on the up and up with a lot of New stuff coming out. He's like well versed in, you know, all history, fashion history, construction. He knows like what's a good product. If I see something I think is dope, I'll bring it to him and be like, yo, what do you think about this? Um, but I mean, all in all, you know, great dude. And, and, you know, he's helped me out a lot in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, great resource.
0: And then how much do you think that social media plays into all this thing? Because You've got a pretty decent following, and you're always posting these. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how would I describe? Like uh, <laughs> you're flointing. Yeah, I sure. know. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I swaggy mean, swaggy <laughs> photos.
2: Yeah, it's social media is you know everyone can see everything right away. So yeah, and you're definitely using it as a tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like anything. It you know it has its use it or it uses yeah, you. It ha- yeah, exactly. So you know. Social media is great because it exposes people to all this stuff, all this fashion. If you're looking for fashion, you can find anything and, you know, you can develop your own style. If you're looking at high fashion and you got some money, you know, that runway show that just walked, Mm -hmm. you can see what happened. And if you got money, you can basically get access to anything at this point. So people are getting access to things sooner. Um, Trends are happening quicker around, Mm -hmm. you know, whether fast fashion plays a part in that, they do, but it's also just because people are exposed to things a lot more things quicker. Um, and people have built, you know, complete followings just based on taking pictures of themselves. Mm -hmm. I do think that that is kind of waning. Um, but it's, it's an inextricable part of the business at this point for better, for worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, it, it can be a tool, but, uh, you know, I think it leaves a, a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. But, uh, you know, you, you got to use it, like yeah. you're saying. It's part of the game.
0: So, speaking of social media, <laughs> why don't we, we kind of get this wrapped up and you can tell everybody where to find you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, and where to find the, uh,
2: where to find the app? Um, yeah, you can go in the app store and search apparel, spelled A-P-R-L. Text Spelling, uh, it's Men's Fashion Network, but that should cue, we're only iOS native, sorry if you're an Android user, but we'll be on Android soon. But uh, in the App Store, APRL, you should click right up, and you can uh, download uh, our IG handle is at APRL underscore LA. Hit us up on the DM if you have any rental needs, fly needs, you're in LA, we'd be more than happy to help you out. Boom, I'm doing it right now, look at that, boom. No more we got her. There it is. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs>
0: thanks, thanks for coming in and talking to us, homie. Thank you, guys.
2: This is awesome.
0: This is awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, John Engel.
1: Models help people. They make them feel good about themselves. They also show them how to dress cool and wear their hair in interesting ways. Yeah. hmm
2: I guess so. You
0: know what could really help you sort through these important issues? What?
2: Orange Mocha Frappuccino! Yeah! Yeah! Come on, man! Come
1: on! (laughs) Something I'd like to bring to your attention this Valentine's season is that my mother sends me uh, Valentine's Day candy every year. My mom is such a sweetheart. I don't, you know, some people might be, like, weird about that or whatever, but my mom is such a sweetheart. I think Easter, Valentine's, uh, Halloween... She'll send candy, Christmas time, like stuff to like share with the roommates and stuff. Yeah, I'm not like crazy about uh, Valentine's Day. It's fun if you if you make it fun, just like any holiday. But uh, I do appreciate the little sweet treats from Mama Shoemaker. So,
0: And I would like to bring to your attention that Valentine's Day is just a corporate holiday invented by people that make cards and chocolates and like the color red. And you know what? you know what maybe you know what maybe instead of just like just professing your love for people one day a year you should do it all of the days of the year instead of just like waiting on one day that capitalism invented you know and it has nothing to do with actual you know the saint valentine's day and i'm so over it and
2: why's james crying because he just got All right,
0: guys, we're going to start with uh, with basketball this week. We're having John. You heard him in the interview. He's coming on to talk some hoops with us real quick.
2: Let's go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, that's how you all met, right? Yeah. Playing ball. John and I
0: met playing ball over at Hollywood High. And yeah, we got to have him on. Like we said, yeah. What's going on, boys? Hoop fanatic. Um, so we haven't talked about basketball really, um, like, up-to-date news in basketball for a while. The whole last
1: episode was all about his airness. And how could it not be? It was great.
0: I guess we should start by saying happy birthday to Michael Jordan because this will probably drop on his birthday. Oh,
1: happy birthday, MJ. (laughs) Happy birthday, MJ. Happy birthday
2: to you. Happy birthday.
1: (laughs) But um, the news that we
0: missed, uh, the biggest thing probably still is the whole Anthony Davis mess.
2: Let me out. Let me out. For help I'm screaming for help please come
0: let me out about him asking to be traded from the Pelicans and then the Los Angeles Lakers
1: got
2: offered their the whole.
0: entire squad to the Pelicans and then them turning
2: it down <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh I heard a story uh, or a rumor going around I don't know if it's true and I think it's awesome I can't remember the name of the Pelicans owner The Dale something. Or no Dale. A, the lady uh, oh she's an older an older woman okay But basically that this was all uh, a calculated play on her part to start some dissension in the Western Conference, knowing full well that they weren't going to trade Anthony Davis, but taking offers and then leaking all of this information about who they're offering so that they can start, you know, bickering with each other in-house. And I I heard that and I I loved it.
0: (gasps) You sneaky!
2: That's awesome <laughs> yeah. because because
0: indeed. that was a big thing. Is like everybody when when the Lakers started offering everybody, everybody looks at LeBron like, "Oh, great, <laughs> now you want to get rid of all of us." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even Kuzma, I was surprised to see Kuzma was up because then he's that, the
1: one piece I would keep. That clip of him sitting on the bench and there's like four empty seats, oh, yeah, like yeah. in between him and the and yeah, like yeah. that went viral, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah. So that might, there might be some truth to that of like just trying to ruffle feathers and mm-hmm. to get into people's heads. Yeah, I,
2: I mean, I think because from the Pelican standpoint, I mean, I think it was a little impulsive on Anthony Davis to say this because they have no, they have no need to trade him. All these same trade offers are going to be available to them at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for them to make moves now. Yeah, um, it's yeah.
0: Anyway, I I, uh, I I appreciate Anthony Davis's game, and I also appreciate um, that he wants to go someplace to be happier. To play but I did I also appreciated the Pelicans ownership kind of stepping in and asserting the fact that they are the ones that run the show and that it's their business mm. because we've had we're, we've experienced so many recently where where players who are who is why we watch we watch for the players but they are the employees of the business and they're trying to run the show and so I kind of There's appreciated the Pelicans stepping in and like they're they're a terrible franchise, honestly, <laughs> and I don't really like them either. But from a business standpoint, I kind of appreciated them stepping in and being like, well, okay, you're a disgruntled employee of ours, but no, <laughs> you're still going to be our employee. You're a great employee and we're going to keep you here.
2: Yeah. I mean, they, they uh, it, it just doesn't make sense for them to trade. Like... You're asking them to to act against their own interest. it yeah. just doesn't make sense for them to do it.
0: That's why it's probably the big pieces that everyone's looking towards is like they can actually they can get some proven um, some proven players from the Celtics if they wait. Sure. And but, so that's probably the yeah. thing. But yeah. they also don't want to... Anthony Stanley doesn't want to play for the Celtics. But you might
2: not have a choice, huh? Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you, you might not. Yeah. <laughs> no. But the other thing is like, mm-hmm. let's think about all the other trades or the other like there was there was Kawhi, there mm-hmm. was Kyrie. Um, who else? I can't. I can't really remember. But there was a few of these Flasher, other PG. I mean, Boogie uh, PG. Uh, well, Boogie, he could gonna go wherever he wanted. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, and yeah. Uh, yeah, these are and, and in every single one of those cases, every single one of those players went to a team that nobody thought they were gonna go to. Lamarcus Aldridge he mm-hmm. was another one. He mm-hmm. was probably the first one to start it out, which is why I don't think that AD will ever end up with the Lakers because, it, or or even the Celtics, is because everybody thinks it's gonna be one of those two. Mm-hmm. And just the way it's been working out, he'll probably end up at, like, I've been saying this, Portland. Because nobody sees that
2: coming. Someone someone should. The The big thing is that you see, I think Popovich kind of started this, is that no one's going to trade. to? So all the players want to play in the big markets. You know, that's why there's speculation around Kyrie and KD and going to New York. Or obviously everyone wants to end in L.A. Or you want to play for a championship contender. Those are who you want to play for. But um, they uh, – the teams aren't going to trade against their direct competitors. They aren't going to entertain right. conversations. San Antonio is not going to trade Kawhi to a top five team in the West. Yeah. You know, so maybe the end game is Kawhi ends up in the Lakers or the Clippers or mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, that first move isn't going to be – they aren't going to, you know – Just hand it to them. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It's
0: kind of uh, – the. I mean, that – incentivizes the pelicans to just be like well why would we trade away this guy who's an mvp caliber person to to our opponent who's at the same bottom dwelling level as us
2: yeah yeah. we can get
0: these unproven
2: kids they're bad enough that they might not worry about it as much as a as a playoff team but yeah i I think they'll probably just take the best deal rather than worrying about their competition but i mean a lot of these teams are you know Probably thinking about that in, in trades is like, right. we're not going to trade it to the team that we're fighting for playoff position for. Exactly. Yeah. And so
0: then speaking of trades, Chris Stapps went to Dallas. That
2: was the best thing that ever happened. And Dennis Smith went to New York. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually really kind of is. Yeah. Uh, it'll it'll open up uh, Dennis Smith to kind of like have some some fun in New York and put up some numbers, but Doncic and, and, uh, and Chris Stapps is like, I'm so excited to see what those two do together. I think that only in a matter of two years they'll be a you know top four or five team. I was plus. gonna say that's gonna be a powerhouse. Yeah, yeah. Doncic is just so good, so nasty. And Chris, actually, we haven't seen him in a long time,
0: but he's so nasty. the unicorn for a reason. Yeah, so yeah. it's gonna be exciting when he comes back. And then we've also got James Harden and Russell Westbrook on just historic tears. <laughs> Russell's gonna average a triple double for the third straight year.
1: Oh my god, and,
0: <laughs> which is insane. And then uh, James Harden has. 31 straight 30 point games, I think, which is Mike. Michael has the most, I think, in a row, which is 37. I think it was. Shout out to the GOAT. Can't talk
2: about him enough, but it's crazy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's crazy that Russell, it was, you know, three years ago now that Russell, you know, went on the run to even average the triple double. And like, was he even going to make it? And like, Mm -hmm. how crazy it was that anyone could even average a triple double. Yeah. And now he's doing it three years in a row. Now he's almost expected. Yeah. And people are kind of giving him a hard time about his shooting and stuff like that. But, dude, that, that dude's unbelievable. Yeah. The way, how hard he plays and his athleticism at the, the guard. The amount of energy it takes yeah. to do that. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's I mean, nuts. I always am a little bit skeptical of of guard play that guards that, like, overexert themselves that way because I feel like it leads to injury. But he had one briefly for a while, but he, like, of any of them, he's the one who seems to be able to sustain it more than any of them. Uh, it's, it's impressive to watch. He's unbelievable.
0: Hell yeah. And then we also have All-Star Weekend this weekend.
1: Oh, it is this weekend,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Over in uh, in Charlotte. Charlotte. Mm -hmm. At the house of Michael Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, uh, the All-Star Game is always fun. There's really not much to talk about with that. It's just going to be fun. It's a big flex. It's a big old dunk contest. Yeah, Yeah. dunk contest. I want to see Miles Bridges win, but I don't think he will. because I think he's like a... He's just one of those guys that'll dunk on anybody. I don't know
2: if he can trick it up. Yeah, we'll see. Flashy. That's what a lot of them are, right? They're just game dunkers and not like show dunkers. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's the highlight for everyone in this. And three point contest, too, I guess. Oh, because Dirk will be back this year. Dirk's in the three point. Swan song. What? Yeah. Oh,
0: Dirk, Dirk, Dirk. They kind of threw him in there. Just like they, I mean, they threw him into the uh, All Star game, too. I really like it. They did that with D Wade. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, it's, it's great, man. Yeah. So, yeah, that's this week in basketball. I got
2: I got one more thing oh, to that? chime in on basketball. All right. So uh, this is the 14th now. Last night, Steve Kerr got kicked out of the game. He got ejected because oh, yes. he threw the whiteboard. Yeah. yeah. Just because <laughs> I love when they kind of cut, cut in on Steve Kerr when he gets on these tears because in front of the cameras, he's so level-headed mm-hmm. and, and nice dude and funny. But every now and then you'll see this from him where he'll just – Flip his lid. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And they'll cut in I on him. I think that's a, like a competitor. Oh, enemy, you know? bro. Yeah, he he's a bull. going. And yeah. if you can like read the lips of the stuff he has, he lets these refs have it. Like, just the calling these guys the fucking word. Sorry, I don't know what I can say like, on You this. can say whatever. Oh, yeah. You say whatever. But just like, if you ever get a chance, I'm sure the clips are out there somewhere on YouTube. Like, get the videos of Steve Kerr getting ejected from games because he says some of the, like, worst things to these refs. Well, wasn't there one, one – What happened – Sorry.
0: Wasn't there one, like, a year ago or two years ago where he broke the whiteboard or something? Yeah. He, like, hit, he like punched the whiteboard and it just shattered.
2: Yeah. He threw, he's got some history with that whiteboard. He threw this one down <laughs> today. But, well,
1: why, why, what spurred that? Because I saw KD had, like, pull him off. Yeah. He got ejected and then, like, KD uh, – uh,
2: They gave they gave Draymond, like, a uh, an unnecessary, like uh, – it was like an intentional foul call or like a uh something like that.
0: Mm.
2: That probably was you know, shouldn't have been called the way it was. And, you know, who knows? Maybe it was a lot of things building up. Maybe he has a certain rest he doesn't like, but he just flipped his lid. How Same much of thing.
0: that is cause they and then they lost by like twenty
2: points. So how much of that is just
0: him stepping in and being like, something has to change, I'm gonna Yeah, I I'm mean, I
2: think after big. that they probably just, you know, pulled a uh, Spurs and you know they know when to call it quits. So a what, twenty point loss is like they don't. It's really like it point What kind loss? of what kind of fine is that, by the way?
1: Like twenty. In, 20, in twenty right?
2: Yeah. A, a te- every technical is like ten thousand, right? Is it really? I yeah. think so. I think every time you get a technical, you're fined ten thousand. Maybe you yeah. can dispute it, but like something like that, it's probably twenty five thousand dollars or something like that. Damn.
0: Yeah. What was that one thing? It was they find uh, <laughs> they find Anthony Davis when he said that he wanted a trade or something. It was like it was like $50,000 they find him for that and it was his agent was over here and he was just like all right we're still sitting on bags <laughs>
2: bags <laughs> he made he's making like 325,000 a game yeah <laughs> jesus yes. i mean that's what i mean if you think about it that way how easily you can just throw away like these guys like uh, Rashid back in the day or any of these oh, Draymond just racking them up yeah. yeah you're getting super paid but like you're just throwing away yeah, two hundred thousand dollars a year for if because you, you can't keep your head on straight. Fuck yeah. it. Bags. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's cool. That's this week in basketball, and we're gonna send it over to Trent and John and myself for this week in hip hop.
1: <laughs> glad to have you on again, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I love it when we have a guest that like can like they can hang. dab, they, they can, can hang, they can
0: dabble in the talk.
1: Yeah. Uh, so this week in hip hop, we had the the Grammys uh, this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, fun little factoids that are the one that I like to point out is that uh, Charles Gambino's "This Is America" won Song of the Year. Yep. Apparently, the first hip hop song I believe to win to, Song of the Year to ever win Song of the Year. We really? can you, we can check this. Later, but I'm like ninety percent short. that is shocking. yeah, yeah, that's, that's like uh, what the. Fuck? That's something I didn't know. that's something I didn't know. Yeah, man. I mean that song uh, obviously I, they were his team and the, the business folks behind that mm-hmm. were really intelligent with I think the video came out before the song. Right? I think the, I think the music right?
0: video is what it's makes right. the song. He sang so much in that fucking music video. It's
1: insane. Yeah, and I mean it's, it was that was like beautiful. A, probably like a film budget, you know. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it's beautiful.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of these awards too, to bring it back to basketball, is like kind of about the story not taking anything away from the song, but it's like they really want to like a reward. He's like a good story from like the actor, producer, director, writer, and it's like what he means to like culture. The culture right now yeah. is like huge, and they want to kind of like reinforce that a little bit, too. I think yeah. there's an element of that in a lot of it. Same thing of with course. Cardi B getting a thing, you know, you could argue first. any of those albums are better, but yeah. the fact that, you know, she's, uh, you know, the first, first female, woman to get yeah, is like a, a big part of the story. In that. It was a rap, uh, an album, like a rap, rap album, album right? Idea. Yeah. Um, rap album. I didn't know that. Which first is also kind
0: surprising, because you would have figured that... To win best, man, I, I, I done best. It, but.
2: again, don't quote me, but I'm about 99% sure on that.
1: I mean, I was <laughs> yeah. texting my
2: buddies about it, and we were both, and we were
1: all like, oh, that's kind of whack, blah, 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 blah. Like, if you look at the other albums out yeah, yeah. there. But yeah. the thing is, you look at Radio Play, I mean, what, she's, four or five of those songs off of that, no, that album are like being, have been played yeah. constantly. Yeah, she's the,
0: who's a more on fire hip hop I mean, artist no, than, than her no. right now, yeah. anyway?
2: You made the case for Drake. But yeah, I mean, she's, she's just as big as it gets right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And we were talking Good about, her. it was the, the last episode of the year, last year we were talking about our favorite albums and we didn't, I don't even think we mentioned Cardi B on our top five. Oh, no,
1: no. I mean, I respect but, what she's doing. Yeah. For sure. And well, her song comes on and you're in a fucking bar or a club or something, yeah.
2: everyone's going to lose their mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also, I mean, you look back at the credibility of the awards in general, it's like the other rap albums, So like there are a lot of great al- albums that have won, but like there are a few in there. There are a lot of great little. Ones little sus. Little <laughs> yeah. sus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do uh, um,
1: go ahead? No. No, I, I refuse. Go ahead. I'm gonna change the topic. Cool. So I had this on from last time. I don't think we talked about it. Do you guys know Boogie? Boogie? Boogie with the hoodie? Uh the dude, uh I don't th- Rapper? From Compton? He just, came out, with, oh, he yeah, just yeah. came out with a new album.
2: Yeah, he had, had a um, track about a year, year and a half ago. What was it called? I do know who you're talking but about. My, my, my buddy turned me on to him.
1: I think we're going to go Ansel and we're going to go see him at the Roxy. Cool. This dude. So we got to check him out. I do know who you're talking about. Dude, yeah, he's got this new album. He uh, looks like Nick Van Exel. Yes. <laughs> he he's got like this. Uh, oh, is he a blood? I don't, know, I don't know. Looks like it, maybe. There's probably an element of that. I remember. It looks like. He, uh, not looks like. It sounds like he's got this like very. Um, Enduring Lisp too yeah. as well. Oh yeah, yeah. His, his shit's cool Good, though. Dude, I, I it's love like unique voices. It's it's like in that, that realm of like um, I would put it up there with like uh, Blood Orange, Anderson .Paak, Frank oh, Ocean, cool. like chilled out hip hop stuff. That's,
2: that's crazy. I haven't heard any of that new album, but the track. You got your phone in front of you. I'm trying to yeah, remember yeah. what that track was that was out. It's like him actually probably going around and if that's where he's from, Compton. But it's like him just like kind of. Parting with all the homies, and um It might be a
1: different dude.
2: I don't. Is Boogie
1: and Boogie with the hoodie the same dude? I don't know.
2: So no, I'm not thinking. I, there is Boogie with the hoodie, but now I'm thinking of the same guy you're thinking of. I just got to find the name of the track. Naturally, I gotta ask if he's. If he, you say he's from Compton.
0: Yes. So does he? Does he? Has he done any tracks with our guys like like Pac? Has he? Has he done any with Anderson Pac? Uh-oh. Oh, I, God. I was like, <laughs> not like, not like, well, Tupac's like, still making music, so there's definitely a possibility. Uh, Tupac ain't dead. I don't, I don't dead. know
1: if he. Come with me, Hail uh, Excuse me, Anderson Pack. Yeah, I don't know if he's done with him.
2: Yeah, I, I'm
1: not aware. Anywho, yeah. but. um, He's playing the Roxy. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that show. I mean, what's cool is, like, about being, a, we were talking about this earlier, like, being in the city, like, you can see these dudes before they blow blow up Mm. at these like more intimate venues for like 20 30 bucks also
0: what's dope is you can see dudes who have already blown up i've seen (coughs) pusha t five times just walking melrose
1: if you know you know what yeah you never told me that yeah he's the he's the celebrity i've seen the most i love his his aesthetic he's always alone just just
0: minding his own business it's it's I think it's kind of hilarious. Good music, It's dude. great. He should have
2: won album album the year Daytona was fired. Exactly!
1: It's Daytona. <laughs> exactly. Dude, Daytona. That was what I said was the album. Is that yeah. record with that uh, him and Rick Ross, it's uh, like such a simple piano yeah. beat, but I'm like, this is hard as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know. It's a, it's yeah. a coke rap, man. Uh-huh. But, I, you know,
0: we grew up on on him and his brother, Clips. Okay. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's just
1: we're just not with the times, and we're we're looking for. I don't that. know. Like, that was it. Got a line. lot of
2: critical acclaim like that. I think within. They got the
1: best album on that one. Mm-hmm. That one list we were looking at at the end of last it year. It did. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah co- he's not he's not the sexy story to give it to. Mm-hmm. He's not the you know. He's like the dark horse. He's yeah. kind of the villain, really. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: If you, what's that Jay Z line that quotes Batman, uh, "The Dark Knight"? If you if you live long enough to see if the hero become the villain or whatever. You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. It's from it's from Batman. Yeah. Anyways, I love
0: how you attributed an actual Batman quote to Jay Z because he's just repeating it. I mean, that's like Michael Scott. <laughs> that's that's like Michael just... Scott. That's Michael Scott and
1: Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> if I can, if there's any way I can loop Jay into any combo, I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, don't hate me for that. And on that note, that's this week in hip
0: hop. Now we're gonna send it over to Trent for this week in. Wrestling.
1: There has a, a lot been happening in the wild, wild world of wrestling.
0: <laughs> oh, man. The WWW? Oh. The wild, wild world. Oh, that's for Wild, 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 of
1: wild, of wild, wild, wild world of wrestling. Uh, 16 W's. Uh. Doubled W doubled you, doubled Right. <laughs> well, we didn't, we, let's touch on it real quick. This was a while ago, but the Royal Rumble, it was, it, it was a fun time. I always host a party. The Royal Rumble yeah. was
0: more than a fun time, Trent. It was. It's a, it's the best time. It was it almost be. excruciatingly blissful. Oh. It was.
1: It was. So fun, it was painful yeah. uh, to, to Nick. Yeah, um, it was no, amazing. I wanted to ask you about it because um, I think that was the first time... Was that the first time you've come over for
0: Yeah, it was the first time I've been wrestling? over here to watch wrestling, and that's the first time I've probably actually
1: sat and... What did you think? Like, real talk, um, being kind of an outsider. What did I think? Yeah. Like, it
0: was entertaining as hell. Yeah. It was amazing.
1: Yeah. It was...
0: It, it the The experience that you put on here for everybody was enough to draw me in and finally kind of be like okay I am willing to like invest some of my time my own personal time in watching this now because before I was I was just kind of like ah it's cool yeah, I love that you love it and now I'm like well
1: I kind of want to get deeper in this I want to be a little bit of a fan dude you would love going to a live show um what's some what's some things that stood out
0: um Samoa Joe that was fun. Some so he
1: he's a veteran. He his, double J or whatever his oh, name is. He's an old the old country timer. singing guy. Yeah, double J. He's uh, Jeff Jarrett. He's been around for, for way too long. Uh, but no, uh, with Samoa Joe, he's a veteran. He uh, has pretty much fought in every mm-hmm. promotion except WWE until the past like three or four years. Yeah. So he fought you know New Japan, TNA, Impact, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, we also had the Rey Mysterio type. Show up, yeah. Ray, Ray's got a. I don't know what the what, what kind of contract they call it, but lately, what they've been doing is they'll bring someone back as like a surprise entrant for the Royal Rumble or you know, like maybe a WrestleMania surprise, and then uh, like they did with the Hardys, and now the Hardys have been part of the program again for the past um, two or three years, yeah. What did you think of it? Um, I thought the men's Royal Rumble, the whole program itself was, was pretty good. Watching it live is always really entertaining. But on paper, it was like, eh. Um, Just because uh, the Men's Royal Rumble itself and the women's, uh, if you read the dirt sheets, which is kind of like rumors and spoilers um, in the wrestling community, you had a pretty good idea who was going to win. So most of us knew that Seth was going to win the men's and that Becky was going to win the women's. Um, With that said um, being a, a fan as an adult and being a little more clued in of like behind the scenes shit and storyline and all that, like who makes sense to actually win this spot. Cause they get a title shot at mania. Um, if you know, like if it's overwhelming, like everyone in the room, I'd say like 80, 90% of us and our gut, like knew Seth was going to win the men's. You got to make it a pretty entertaining finish. And, and it, and it, it was entertaining. Um, but I guess you always want more, and so because um, he's going to go get some Brock Lesnar. No one's been able to to stop Brock Lesnar in the past few years.
0: That was kind of one of the things I didn't like about the Rumble. Is in everybody called it out the moment it was happening. Is when Rollins, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins, yeah. Seth Rollins got like thrown into the tables. The announcer tables, and then everyone was just like, oh shit, he's just gonna lay there for like the next five minutes so that Correct. he's safe until the end. Yeah, so that's I kind of like, like that.
1: it's that's kind of a recycled move there. So, the past several years, they have done, you know, they have really instilled in the viewers like head, like if they don't go over the top rope, like they're still in the match. So, yeah. like, people will like hide out. And then you had some creative ways of doing that, like hiding under the ring. Yeah, the
0: girls, uh-huh. and then the and leprechaun like, showed up.
1: Yeah. Hornswoggle uh, and kind of like waiting around but the someone slamming someone th- like someone getting el- eliminated that person drags a current person out of the ring slams it through a table that person lays in the rubble for ten minutes it's like too long alright well there's just so many people there's 30 competitors
0: well at that point there was only like five I thought
1: and still like when most matches are one on one uh there's a lot to go like there's a lot to deal with visually yeah and so you know you can't have four people really going at it and it's just too much
0: that's one of the things i really appreciated about cuz every minute if for those not familiar with mm. the royal rumble yep. every minute a new wrestler will show up and enter themselves into the fight and you don't know who's going to show up that's kind of the fun of it but whenever that buzzer goes off Whatever position all the wrestlers are in, they kind of just freeze and hold it. Like if they're in the corner and like someone's getting punched, they're just like suddenly now we're just struggling in the corner while this new person comes out.
1: I mean, you do that for the camera, right? Yeah. So you do that for that person to get their their moment coming down. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's all television. tell,
0: uh, Tell the folks what you do personally for the party for the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah.
1: We do like a little pool. So let's say there's 15 people... Uh, participating in the pool there's 30 entrants so we'll do numbers one through 30 in a hat and if there's 15 people playing each person gets two numbers and then we throw some money in the pot like five bucks each if your random number slash wrestler ends up being the last man standing you you win all the money um and that's like a fun way especially for non-wrestling fans to get involved in the event whereas the other matches are um they don't have that same element of uh, randomization and spur-of-the-moment and entertainment value. So, yeah, I think the Royal Rumble is definitely the most entertaining event of the year just because of how sporadic it can be.
0: Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained?
1: The thing with this one, that there wasn't a lot of surprise people. They had some NXT people come up. That's like their grooming league. And that was fun to see. But there wasn't anyone like... For instance, one year uh, there was a ton of rumors about AJ Styles coming from, where was he in? New Japan or TNA. And when he showed up, he debuted in WWE. At the Rumble? At the Rumble. That was fing awesome. Have they ever
0: um, done a surprise wrestler who's not an actual wrestler?
1: Drew Carey. Really? That I'll, is so cool. I'll show you that cool. clip, and then he got choke slammed by Kane. No way. Yeah. There's been there's been celebrities in it. Yeah. Uh, but Drew Carey's the most memorable one because he, it's Drew Carey. He's so he's such a goober. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was a rumble. Um, quick updates on what's happening now on Monday Night Raw. Becky had to get approved. They said that she wouldn't fight in the match because of a doctor's order. She ended up. Well, seeing her face a doctor. got broken. Well, that was. That's a long time. And now long.
0: that I know what uh, what's her face looks like, of course her face Oh, yeah, Nia Jax.
1: Um, well, now she has like a knee thing. And so Triple H and Stephanie were like, oh, you have to get approved by the doctors or else we won't allow you in this match. She ended up getting approved. And so they granted her that. But at the very last minute, at the end of the show, the main man involved, our intro, tried to show Vince McMahon. Mr. Not, McMahon. Not the man. Yeah, Mr. McMahon. So yeah, Monday Night Raw, Vince McMahon came out at the very end. After Becky had decided to go to see the doctors and got cleared and all that, because she you know, she was saying that this is the way you're keeping me out of the match, and then she ended up seeing the doctor and got approved, blah, blah, blah. Had to apologize to Triple H and Stephanie, which was like another thing. But then out of nowhere, Vince came out and was like, that wasn't a good enough apology, blah, blah, blah. blah. I'm making a change to the main event. I'm going to have Charlotte Flair fight Rhonda, not becky and kick becky out just on his own accord Mm -hmm. which was a pretty interesting move storyline wise because becky is very red hot um the thing is charlotte flair is like you know Mm -hmm. arguably like a john cena Mm -hmm. kind of level uh but in the women's division Mm -hmm. you know she's legacy because of rick She's also um, enormous. She is not like weight wise. Genetically tall. genetically she's, superior is what they say. Is that what they say? Uh-huh. Uh huh. But she's just a beast. Like she's an animal. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's yeah, she's taller than all the other women, and she's very talented in the ring and on the mic as well. I, you know, you know, I love her. Yeah. Um, but you're you're gonna marry her. Mm-hmm. She's gonna uh, put me in a figure four. You'll be figure the, eight.
0: You'll, I don't know what that means, but you'll be the eighth husband of hers. I'm sure.
1: I think she may have only been married once, if she has been married.
0: Yes, but Ric Flair is her father.
1: So a father, she will probably run through that. Yeah.
0: Hey, um, while we're objectifying women, nope. What about uh, what about that one like Miss America woman or a uh, wrestler? She was cool. I liked her. You
1: mean it the one that looked like a like a pinup girl? Yeah. Oh, not yeah. Miss America. That's like a pageant. Just um,
0: The women. She was. I mean, she's based on like the, kind of like the women's rights thing of the. Well, yeah, that's early forties. Miss America
1: because. is like a pageant.
0: Well, that's yeah. It's not. What I mean, I mean.
1: I forget her name, and I'm mad was, that I forget. She was her like name. Captain
0: America, but yeah, that's what you meant. Yeah.
1: So yeah, her old gimmick is like pinup, like bombshell, navy girl, yeah. um, which I love. I can't remember her name, and I hate that right now. Wrestling fans are going to give me shit. I'd love to see her be a star. But she's great. Yeah, they're pushing her. Right now, she was NXT. They're pushing her. Uh, But back to Flair. It's an interesting move story-wise to to get Becky out that she's red hot. People think that what's going to happen is that somehow Becky's going to get back into it and it's going to be a triple threat. Ronda, Flair, and uh, Becky. Um, That makes sense because Flair is the biggest one there. But personally, story-wise, I wanted to see... Becky Rhonda clean and Becky to win clean without a, another opponent. Uh, clean means without interference or like using weapons or any kind of distraction or whatever, uh, like a like a sp- sporting mm-hmm. uh, win, like mm-hmm. a fair win, right? Clean, um, but with flair in there, you know there's going to be because she's super healer right now. She's mm-hmm. going way bad, and and she was great on the mic on on SmackDown. Um, but you know, she's just saying like I'm the main event, I'm the main car, you know, I'm the main draw. You know, Becky's just a flash in the pan. Like she's a, I was she's destined a, for this, a Kanye and jumping up on the, the yeah, desk she, in the interview. She, well, I mean, I jumping. would say even further than that like she's like I'm owed this. Be like this is my legacy, this mm-hmm. is my destiny. I'm the chosen one, kind of thing. We'll see what I think is going to happen because we still have a decent amount of time to WrestleMania. It's the first Sunday, I believe. In April, it's like April 7th or April 8th, something like that. There's going to be a lot of storyline changing, I feel. And so personally, what I would like to see is Rhonda Becky, again, straight up. And then Charlotte, Asuka too, because last year was Charlotte, Asuka. Asuka was coming from NXT undefeated. Everyone thought she would beat Flair. Flair retained the title. And they kind of squashed Asuka. But what would be cool now is Asuka is the champ and her and Flair to have, like, a fucking badass match. But we'll see. I mean, it might be a triple threat. The SmackDown's women's title's kind of falling off. But it might be a triple threat, Flair, Becky, and Ronda, just because Flair is such a gigantic name. Uh, and what they what they don't want to do is they don't want to make Ronda heal. I don't think. Flair is such an excellent heel. It's literally in her blood. they got to um, do something with Ronda,
0: though, right? Because that was one of the things that seemed like we were talking about at the Rumble is she's... As much of a draw that she is, she's not fun to actually watch wrestle. It's almost like you watch her because you think something cool is going to happen, and it never does. I
1: mean, she doesn't. Um, she, I think she's still learning. She's still green. Pro wrestling, yeah. You know, um, move sets and and microphone skills. Mm-hmm. So, like, people freak out when you see her do, you know, suplex or move off the top rope. You know, she's MMA. You know, she's like jujitsu and all that shit. Um, so yeah, seeing her do all these different locks and holds and like cool, like you did that in UFC. Uh, but this is wrestling, yeah, because they're making and so her you want to see those. these more elaborate, flashy kind of moves. Um, she still has a lot of work, and so the interesting thing right now is Rhonda's weird, and a lot of fans aren't crazy about her because of all of that. But she's the top dog, Mm -hmm. right? She's booked as the baddest woman on the planet. Mm. So you can't really have her lose the title willy nilly. Flair is becoming another, again, a gigantic heel. And Becky is very over. She is very popular with the fans right now, very hot. But she's getting the way that Becky's going about it is a very much an anti hero kind of way. So she's not your classic baby face slash good guy. Of John Cena, Hulk Hogan, you know, say your prayer, eat your vitamins. Uh, I'm a good old American. I'm a fair sportsman. You know, I play by the rules and I win and I, hard work pays off. Becky is going the fuck the corporation, you know, fuck the McMahons, um, you know, same with screw, you know, Flair and all her bullshit and she was handed all this. So Flair's almost getting a little bit of a Stone Cold Steve Austin angle going. This anti-establishment, I worked my ass off for this, I mean, I'm Lynch. good at this, Lynch is. Becky, what did yeah, I say? Flair, I think. Oh, I thought I said Becky. I'm talking about Becky Lynch. She's getting the Stone Cold treatment almost, which is good. I think it's good to see this, uh, it, it is an, it's an old storyline, but with some new... Um, a new angle at it you know and especially with her uh, just being so hot right now Um, so I don't I hope they don't squash her I hope they don't uh, I don't know why you're laughing but that's funny because I keep saying she's so hot right now (laughs) cancel so hot right now cancel yeah (laughs) Um, yeah she's very over Becky
0: Lynch so hot right now
1: (laughs) it's like a Zoolander (laughs) yeah it's interesting, man. It's interesting. Uh, I'm going to sign off of this. I went way too long on the wrestling segment, like always. Uh, but very exciting news. Me and some buddies did get tickets to uh, All Elite Wrestling's Double or Nothing in Las Vegas Memorial Day weekend uh, at the MGM Grand. Uh, I can't be more ecstatic. I was texting some friends about this. Um, and I have told you a little bit about like indie wrestling and other promotions outside of WWE. Uh, This is an exciting time for wrestling because we haven't seen anything like this with this much buzz since Ted Turner started a world championship wrestling, Uh, bought NWA Wrestling and turned it into WCW. Uh, We're not going to see a a tit-for-tat competitor with WWE because they're too big now. Um, WWE is like, in terms of stores, like they're Amazon, right? Uh, So they're so so fucking big. But what you're going to see with AEW, All Elite Wrestling, is like a, a different product Um, a different way, a a new uh, idea in wrestling. And they do have backers with it. You know, they got the hundred million from
0: the Jaguars. Tony
1: Khan. Yeah. The Jaguars uh, exec. And uh, I think they're going to make a big splash. This event sold out in five minutes. Um, I ended up, my, our buddies had to buy uh, tickets from StubHub just because it it went so quick. And anywho, but we're excited, man. And I think this is going to be a moment in wrestling and not to, no, it to romanticize it a lot. Like this is, you know, my stepdad got me into wrestling. His parents and and he he grew up watching wrestling and, and um bingo halls and VFW stuff with his grandparents and on close circuit TVs like the first WrestleMania um, at the local like VFW kind of thing. This is something that I I think this moment and and what they're doing is like something that I'll eventually. T- talk to my kids about. Like, I remember when I was at that event. Um, yeah, man, it's it's a, I think I love innovating with, you know, technology or music or art, and especially wrestling. So this is, uh yeah, this is cool. This is like a like a Jordan moment. Ray Mysterio type. <laughs> well, that was This Week in Wrestling. Very long-winded. Suck it.
0: And now it's time to talk about things that our friends are doing. Go for it. I want to start with our friend, Vince Vallejo, who we've had on the pod before. Yep, friend of the pod. I wanted to give a shout out to him because he was just a co-star on the Animal Kingdom last week, which was cool. Yep. He was a a PA, I believe the technical term is called, physician's assistant, helping um, the mother of this family in Animal Kingdom, the main family, into like an EKG machine or something. Okay. And so- Where can we see this? Whenever it comes out, dope. Probably in a month or so. Okay. So big shout out to Vince. Hey, yeah,
1: hell yeah, Vince. Um, What else you got, Nick? Let me see here.
0: What do you mean? What else I got? Okay. Uh, Nothing. Go.
1: (laughs) Really, really well researched here over here on my side. No, same thing. Uh, Robert's birthday, awesome. Brandon's visiting, great. Um, (laughs) What are our friends doing? I'm gonna say that. That's my, I'm doubling up on that. All right, cool. Yeah, man, I just, uh, we got a lot of friends' birthdays in, in February, which is awesome. Which means um, everyone was doing it in July. Yeah. Both my roommates' birthdays are February. Elliot's birthday is in February. Everyone's getting it out in July. Hell yeah, dude. Um, but, guys, thank you for listening to this, uh, this week's episode. We've been on kind of a tear again, which is good to yeah. try to. We try to get these out um, to you guys at least once a week. You know, sometimes life happens or other things get in the way, but mm-hmm. we enjoy doing this. We hope that you enjoy doing it. Please share the podcast with, with a friend if you if you enjoy it and you think someone else enjoy it, i.e. like special episodes like the Jordan episode last week. <clears throat> if you know someone that is nostalgic about that era of basketball, like we are, share it with them. Um, this week's episode with, with John Engel, if you know someone that is interested in the fashion world, um, Definitely share with them and, and get connected. So we'll we'll post uh, the episode soon and we'll make sure to tag um, the people involved. And then, you know, hopefully this is the way if you're interested in, for example, fashion, that you can get in touch with John mm-hmm. and learn about what he's doing. To be real, I think that's his service is great. Um, Apparel, yeah, the app. Men's, men
0: fashion, men's fashion needs some fucking attention. It's about time.
1: Well, yeah, and then you just wanna, you don't wanna have to drop hundreds of hundreds mm-hmm. dollars for something that's gonna just end up in your closet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, uh, I'm Trent Bruce. I have a great co-host, Nick Grace. He's got a mustache. Mm -hmm. He's still rocking it. The podcast is called
0: Another Shitty Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Pocket Casts, or Stitcher. You just have to type in the word another, and then S, asterisk, 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 Y, podcasts. Unless you're looking for us on Spotify, because for some reason it's easier to just type in our names. Nick Grace, Trent Bruce. Um, Give us a listen, write us a review, Oh, by the way, we had a great review last week. Um, oh,
1: please share before we sign off. A
0: uh, super fan by the name of BP Rodeo <laughs> left us a review, calling us literally the shittiest podcast.
1: We—that's that, the
0: biggest—and gave um, us compliment. five. Yeah, they gave us five stars. We couldn't have asked for a better compliment because that's everything that we go for. We're just trying to be shitty. Just shitty. Yeah. So, so if you could, please, please, when you're done listening to the episode. Go rate us, review us, and you know, we're not hard to get in touch with. You can always just find us on Instagram or, us up, yeah. or whatever and, you know, let us know your actual thoughts.
1: And if you like to be a guest or you know someone that would like to be a guest or any topics you like us to talk about, hit us up too. But that's been uh, this week of uh, another shitty podcast.
0: Yeah. And I know that Valentine's Day has actually passed, but I do want to just clarify, I think that love is a great thing.
1: and oh, he's <laughs> <was> breaking kayfabe. <laughs> I'm, break, I'm breaking kayfabe. And
0: I think, if you, I think if you have love with someone, you know, cherish that. That's a special thing.
1: I don't know why I'm laughing at your sincereness right now. <laughs> it's the rule of threes, man. Yeah. It's
0: the rule of threes. I'm out. Oh. Oh. And Lolo
1: Jones. We didn't have time for you, but we'll um, see you next week. Lolo. Will,
0: will you be my valentine?
1: Throwing it out there. Oh, I want her to be my valentine. No, no, she should be yours. I'll fight you for it. No, she should be yours. Why? Swimmers, right? She's not a swimmer. Athletes? She's an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to this one, Lolo. <laughs>
0: um, We'll have you on next week, Lolo. Thank you.